0: Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer.
1: And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch,
0: brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, June 28th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson will testify today as part of the January 6th hearing. We've got the latest on what to expect. Number two, if it's a Tuesday, it's primary day. We've got the races to watch. And number three, what's playing on the campaign trail? All right, Jake, let's get into it. We are coming to everybody this morning from Concord, New Hampshire. Um, but last night, Punchbowl News broke some big news here uh, that Cassidy Hutchinson is going to be the key witness uh, in a hearing today as part of the January 6th committee hearings um, in an impromptu hearing that we were not expecting that all of a sudden got put on the books.
1: Yeah. So, uh, uh, good to be back with you. And I feel like we haven't done one of these together in a couple <laughs> days. Uh, but now we are in beautiful Concord, New Hampshire. Um, a few thoughts here. Number one, if you were to ask me before the, um, uh, or when this all started, when the January 6th committee, uh, uh d- started to do their public hearings, uh, I would have said that, uh, Cassidy Hutchinson was among the most, uh, interesting people who could testify about January 6th in the White House. Here's why. Uh, uh, Cassidy Hutchinson was a top aide to Mark Meadows. She was in the middle of everything in the White House, everything. I mean, to call her an executive assistant or uh, an aide or a body person to Meadows kind of understated her role in the Trump orbit. She was promoted um, to to kind of be in the ledge affairs World in in the late in the kind of the latter days of the White House, she was on Capitol Hill with Meadows during COVID negotiations. She oftentimes had a front seat to um, almost everything. So uh, it's an interesting backstory because because Hutchinson lost or changed her uh, not lost she changed her attorney um, uh, recently she was represented by uh Stefan pasatino who was a an aide to uh, an aide in the Trump White House and uh, uh, switched her att- attorney on her own accord Um, uh, meaning she in the middle of this process (laughs) switched her attorney to um, uh, be Jody Hunt who was chief of staff to then attorney general Jeff Sessions very close to Jeff Sessions Um, and that to a lot of people that raised eyebrows and since then she since switching attorneys she has become much more cooperative um, with the committee according to sources who are familiar with with the uh, uh, with the committee so so um, I am uh, very much looking forward and interested in what she has to say and just the nature, Anna, of this hearing. The fact that we we scooped yesterday that this hearing was going to happen, um, the, the fact that they are doing this hearing in the middle of a recess, they had not planned to do this hearing at all and um they announced it yesterday kind of in the middle of this congressional recess they were planning on not doing any hearings until july and you know it's un- it's uncharacteristic because they they typically announce these hearings in a in a batch and do it well ahead of time they are doing this kind of last minute in the middle of everything um uh so i am extremely extremely interested in this
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you make a couple of super interesting points uh, that we point out in this morning's Punchbowl News AM. One, just how, um, you know, opponents or, or people that are trying to downplay the January 6th hearings are going to probably say, oh, she was just there. She didn't know anything. She wasn't a senior official. But clearly, as you just laid out, she had... A significant role and was there was present for a lot of it and it has a really different posture when it comes to now deciding to speak um, what about what she saw we saw a few of these snippets uh, in the past hearing um, but you know I think the other thing you know that is really interesting here is. Um, this concept that she's gonna give kind of this direct testimony, evidence, meaning, you know, it isn't as if, oh, this is what someone has heard or it's overheard. I think one of the things that these January sixth hearings has done is really put the day and the, the days leading up to and the days after uh, in context by people who actually saw it with their firsthand account. Um, I think the other thing that we report this morning that is also worth noting is that, you know, the decision to testify or to speak about these things doesn't come lightly. Uh, there have, We report there have also been quote unquote sincere concerns about Hutchinson's physical security because of what she knows and has revealed to the committee so due to those reasons, select committee members felt they had to hold the hearings today and couldn't wait until the House returns from re- recess in mid-July. Uh, this hearing is going to kick off at 1 p.m. And certainly uh, there's an expectation here that there is going to be uh, quite a lot that we are going to hear and uncover, given the fact that, as you said, they weren't this, these hearings weren't supposed to restart until July, but are now going to happen today. Um, so it's hard to believe that they wouldn't have a hearing unless they had something that was pretty uh, important to share.
1: Also, I just want to add one other thing. Uh, Hutchinson had been um, uh, a party to information about Georgia, uh, about the, the efforts, Mark Meadows' efforts to overturn or to yeah to overturn and let's not sugarcoat it the election in Georgia that I imagine is something that she will be talking about uh, in front of the committee and uh, I think that is uh, I think that will be that will be fascinating and just like you said Anna I think it's a super important point worth worth um, uh, reiterating the committee has done an amazing job of getting firsthand accounts I mean there's no doubt about that and 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 this is just another example of that.
0: All right, let's go to the number two story of the morning. If it's a Tuesday, it's primary day in America. Today, voters in seven states will head to the polls in a wide range of contests that are going to determine the lineups for key House, Senate, and gubernatorial races. Um, our own very own crack reporter, Max Cohen, has been covering all of this for us and has laid out some really interesting dynamics that are happening uh, in key states. I'm just going to start with Illinois. Um, we were talking about this yesterday, so I went this yesterday in the podcast, this kind of member-on-member primary between representatives Rodney Davis and Mary Miller. Mary Miller, endorsed by Trump, a big firebrand, recently you know, caught a lot of for saying, um, you know, the the Supreme Court's reversal of Roe versus Wade was a victory for white life. Um, her staff has walked that be- back, saying she meant to say right to life. Um, we both know Rodney Davis well. He has been more of a moderate figure. I think he's kind of become more conservative through this primary, but um, has been a leader in the House Administration Committee. Um, this is going to be another one of those big questions. The, is the Trump world kind of is that where the the energy is, or can Davis a more Moderate deal making, uh, kind of Republican, who's been in Congress since twenty thirteen, fend off this freshman.
1: Yeah, uh, will be an inter- interesting test of where the uh, where the as you said, where the energy is, Davis also voted for the January 6th and was one of the people who envisioned a bipartisan January 6th commission. Um, uh, So and and that's kind of a part of a trend. We've seen um, we've seen primary challenges to folks who were uh, uh, for the January 6th commission, which is uh, given everything that's going on quite interesting in Oklahoma. Mark Wayne Mullen, the congressman from Oklahoma, who's running in uh, is running for Senate running for Jim Inhofe's now going to be open Senate seat. Um, other competitors include T.W. Shannon, who has run for office before, who was the state former state house speaker, and Luke Holland is the other um, uh, very big figure. He is Inhofe's former chief of staff, who has Inhofe's endorsement. Mark Wayne Mullen is expected to win that primary. The question is, can he get above fifty percent to avoid that um, avoid that runoff? Two other interesting, or at least one other interesting, dynamic here: Michael Guest, incumbent congressman from Mississippi who uh voted for the uh for the commission as well is in a uh run is in a runoff against Navy pilot Michael Cassidy the again this race is turning on voting for that January 6th commission quite fascinating
0: yeah the other one to watch and I think you and I have both been in multiple conversations with Republicans uh talking about Colorado uh might have seemed like a pipe dream a while ago but certainly with uh the political wins in the in the backs of Republicans, what a lot of people believe going into this midterms. Uh, a lot of national Republicans bullish about the possibility of potentially unseating uh, incumbent Democratic Senator Michael Bennett. Today is going to be one of the question, the big questions here is, is this a pipe dream or is this a potential distant reality? Uh, the, the Republican primary is between a more moderate, Joe Odia, who's expressed support for abortion rights. Um, and the question is, can he triumph over right-wing state? Rep. Ron Hanks. Um, This is going to be one to watch and certainly something that at the national Republican level, a lot of folks are going to be watching tonight.
1: And the least interesting primary of the day is Kathy Hochul, (laughs) the incumbent governor of New York, who is going to beat uh, Tom Swasey in, uh, we imagine, what will be a pretty... um, pretty profound way Swazi has been trying to portray Hochul as soft on crime uh uh, the Republican side is is quite interesting as well where Lee Zeldin tries to um is trying to uh triumph in Congressman Lee Zeldin in his in the on the Republican side against people like um Andrew Giuliani Rudy Giuliani's son uh Hochul has a lot more money than anybody else and is um Is expected to win.
0: All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning, the campaign. We've got a couple of interesting nuggets uh, that you reported out. Uh, Number one, Curtis Trent, who's running for state senate in Missouri. He's running on an ad blaming Speaker Nancy Pelosi for the crisis at the border. Not something you often see a state race uh, trying to kind of make hay over what's happening at the uh, federal level, but an interesting ad uh, nonetheless.
1: Yeah, Nancy Pelosi has played in like every race ever,
0: <laughs> it seems like, nah. uh, uh,
1: as as somebody who Republicans consider the, one of the least popular figures in the party. Also quite interesting, Elijah Norton, who's running against Dave Schweikert in Arizona, has an ad up by uh, Schweikert's former campaign manager, accusing him of being a crook. Um, sometimes, Anna, you just can't make it up.
0: <laughs> All right. And with that, uh, as we said at the top, we were in Concord, New Hampshire. This morning at 9 a.m., we are going to be interviewing Governor Chris Sununu. It is going to be a newsy event talking about all sorts of things from the decision of Roe versus Wade, the 2022 midterms, 2024, as well as small businesses and how they are faring uh, here in the Granite State. If you are in Concord, you can come uh, or you can also stream this online. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to it. And with that, thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.